Welcome to the Shift Changer Podcast, where we discuss the reality that shift happens and the most incredible experiences arise when we make a decision to be the change. Okay, so on today's episode, um, I have my best friend, Whitney Ray Hill. And I'm so excited. You've been on before. Yeah. Like five seconds ago. Exactly. Um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What okay, so what you guys know, like there's such a thing called um what's it called? Record batching. Yeah. So we are doing it. We're yeah. record batching the second it out. episode. Okay. But I'm I'm totally happy that we're talking about this. Because this is something that is near and dear to your heart, near and dear to mine. Yes. If you had not gone through this, I might not be where I am today. So Aww. I'm so excited. Awesome. So today's episode topic is tell your story. And I'm excited for you to tell yours. I'm so excited. So um, about me. So my name is Whitney Hill. I'm a wife. I'm a public speaking professor. I'm a business owner of HL Solutions. And I'm a doctoral student. So I've been married for three years to my husband and business partner. As a professor, I help students with their fears of speaking in public. As a business owner, I help schools and libraries with IT infrastructure. As a doctoral student, I'm studying to help teach um, to adult learners with preferable learning styles. All of these passions align with the key factor in my life. And guess what that is? Education. Albert Einstein stated, once you stop learning, you start dying. So I guess I took that to heart. Yes, you did. (laughs) I feel like I've known you only in school. So I would love to know you outside of school one day. (laughs) All right. So, you know, I love a takeaway. Yes. I love freebies. I love things that you can take home with you. Okay. So What's your sticky note quote that our listeners are going to be able to take away from this episode? So I got two, and they're they're my scriptures. All right, let's go. They're my go-tos. Okay. My first one, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Come on. Philippians 4 and 13. I'm telling you, that one got me through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then my second one is, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. Nothing. That lets me know I can't do nothing without them. John? John 15, 5. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I, just, I don't want anybody to miss that part. Don't want to miss that. Those are so good. Yeah. Um, so in your story, would you say um, this was a seasonal shift that you experienced, a situational shift, or a spiritual one? And I feel like I want to also mention for our our audience that if you are unsure of what I'm talking about, you can go to episode one and two to know what each shift type is. But just real quick, like a seasonal one are things that we know, like we just had a time change. Okay. Um, Spring, summer, fall, those things. Situationals are like trials and tragedies and spiritual are the things that we probably don't talk about as much um, out loud in front of people. But like you feel like you'll say, Oh, the devil's attacking me. Yeah. And like, it's a joke, but it's like for real. Oh, really? <laughs> so um, where where did you find yourself in this shift? So in this shift for me, it was situational and spiritual warfare. Okay. Um, the reason why is on October 29, 2018, I was di- diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Mm. 
at the age of 31. Um, nobody in my family was ever diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, It truly surprised everybody in my family. Including me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that day. (laughs) That day was something crazy. Yes. You want to relive it? (laughs) Um, Well, I remember getting a phone call from you, and I was, I think I was driving to... I think I was driving to the grocery store, uh-huh. and I had just got out of my house, Yeah, and I had the kids with me, and you told me about that you were diagnosed with yeah. stage 2 breast cancer, and I was like, um, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and in my younger years, I had grandparents, and so as I'm now older- um, I've had a couple of friends um, who've had cancer, um, but it had been some time since I really had been truly impacted. Right. And in this instance, we had just met each other. Yeah. I, think that, I think that was the part that like shook me the most was my other friends I've known for a long time and I had just met you. Yeah. And so um, I was kind of mad at God. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I, I know I hung up the phone with you and I was like, okay. Okay. Um, can I pray for you? Um, I remember you had told me. And you told me something, too. Hold on. You said, whatever it is, I want a party. Oh, I did say that. So I was already planning your party. I was like, oh. But I wasn't expecting, you know, a downer be the, to yeah. the party. Yeah, yeah, Um, So I was like, okay, I gotta really liven this party up. Right. Um, But when I got off the phone, like, I got... I didn't want to tell you how mad I was because you were already so emotional. Yeah. So I didn't want to add that on top of you, but... I was like, what the heck? Yeah. God, why would you give me a friend who's diagnosed with cancer and she's probably going to die? <laughs> That's facts. I was mad. I believe you. I was like, this is jacked up. I believe you. So then, like, after I had that moment and I said the word, like, she's going to die, and I was like, no, she's not. Right. She's not because I don't get the judge. Of, I don't get to be the judge of that. Right. And I don't want to speak that into existence over your life. But, like, yeah. it's, that was my initial... Reaction. I was I was mad. Right. My initial reaction was more so shocked. It was a shocker. I remember. I remember. I, I mean, like I can feel it. Like right now, I remember sitting in the room, and you know, the doctor came in the room crying. Oh. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, well that's not a good way to. You're, right. You already know. I already knew. And so then I look over at my like, husband. Do you have allergies, ma'am? Nah. I look over at my husband and he's crying and my mother-in-law and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, you have breast cancer. But you want to know what's so crazy? What? And right, This is how I feel like sometimes like the Holy Spirit can come in and just take over. Because in that moment, I was like, what's next? It wasn't a fear that came over me. It was more of a like a what what's what's going to be next? Right. What's the plan? Because in that moment, I just felt a peace. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't going to deal with this on your own. Yeah. So, I guess you can say yeah, it was the shift, but it was situational, but it was still spiritual because I knew that he had me in that situation. Yeah. Um, I think also it's important to note that you had a previous history of suicidal attempts. Yeah. 
And I know that was something that had had kind of like shook you mentally. Right. Because you already tried to take yourself out. Yeah. And now you had something coming against you mm-hmm. coming to take you out. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, as far as I was suicidal in 2014 and I attempted to take my life numerous times. And I feel like in that situation, God was asking me, do you know your purpose? But I think and I feel that in 2018, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it wasn't asking me, do you know your purpose? But he said, do you know your worth? Mm. Do you know how important that it is that you're here? And baby, I was like, I'm ready to be here. I'm ready to fight because I ain't going out the game. Yeah. So, yeah, that was important to me. Because your worth wasn't an issue in 2014. Yeah. Or else you wouldn't have thought about, like, taking yourself out. Yeah. So you had already answered the question about your purpose. Mm -hmm. And God had asked you another question about your worth. And so this time you knew whose you were. Right. And you wanted to know what was next. Yep. And so... um. What was the part that changed for you? Was it something inside of you? Was it someone? How did that work out? So I'll tell you where the change actually started. I, it was a week after being diagnosed. And I remember just asking God, like, why? Like, why, why me, me yeah. Lord? I know we talk about this all the time. Like, why? Why me? And in that moment, um, he told me, like, didn't you ask to be a strong vessel for me? Didn't you ask to open doors to be on me to open doors for you to be on platforms? Didn't you want to talk about everything that I've been able to bring you through? Right. Didn't like he asked me all those, and then he gave me a scripture, girl. Okay. It was First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty, the Passion Translation, and it says, "I love that translation." Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Spirit of Holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside your sanctuary. Mm, You are God's expensive purchase, paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring God glory. Come on. Girl. (laughs) At that moment, I was like, woo! My body worth something. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm, my worth is important, that my body was made for his glory, that I, out of everybody, I ain't talking about, I ain't work, I'm his expensive purchase, and that my body, doesn't matter if it has cancer in it or not, that it brings him glory. Yeah. I was going to say, did cancer doesn't define your worth. Exactly. Cancer doesn't devalue who you are. Right. And cancer doesn't have the last say in your purpose. Exactly. Yep. So in finding my strength, I found that God was faithful in the small wins. And those small wins, I learned to trust him in him and putting my weight on his promises. And in those small wins, I built in my faith. That's good. So I have, going back to your scripture, what about this scripture verse from 1 Corinthians shift from suicide to now breast cancer what what shifted for you um i guess the biggest thing was is just ensuring that 
like I said earlier, that suicide helped me understand my purpose. But, and that was great in that moment. But whenever I finally found my purpose and that's like having an impact on people's lives mm-hmm. um, and not even knowing like going through suicide, how much that impacted people's life. Yeah. I was like, I want to be here. Yeah. I have purpose, divine purpose to to be here. And my worth is important. Don't nobody have to tell me that because I have feel it. Yeah. I know that I'm supposed to be here. So at the end of the day, I was like, ain't nobody going to take me out the game <laughs> because baby, I'm here yeah. and I'm going to be here for the kingdom. That's good. So yeah, that's how I felt. I mean, just in this small, short window of time since you got diagnosed and um, going through your multiple surgeries, I mean, I know because we, we talk a lot about this, but you've been impacting so many women and men um, who suffer from, you know, breast cancer or they're diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, And a lot of them don't know how to, are not as comfortable and as confident in sharing your stories. I know that, I know that we've talked about, you know, you've been reached out by people who are going through this alone and by you sharing your story on social media um, I think people are so eager to get a platform. It needs to look like look like an actual stage, and not oh, right. realizing that um, everywhere you are is a platform, including social media. Yeah. And so, just by you sharing your story, you're able to empower and inspire and motivate. Yeah. And help other people who are just just scrolling out of like aimlessness mm-hmm. and not even sure what they're doing. Right. They're seeing a positive message of hope from you. Right. And, you know, they are hearing Jesus in your message. And, and that's always in there somewhere. They're they're hearing Jesus um, being spoken of yeah. what he's done for you in 2014, what he's done for you in 2018, and what he's doing for you now in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how he is changing your life and how you are using suicide and breast cancer, um, to talk about his goodness and talk about, um, not just his goodness to you, but also that other people's worth is of value as well. It's not right. like, cause I want to go back to like the thought of this, this, this idea of change isn't just for me, myself and I, and yeah. it's not for you. It's for everybody. Yeah. And you don't have to go through something terrible or tragic. Right. Um, but it is in those moments where we realize like, like, what am I doing here? Am I mm-hmm. making an impact? And that's the, the beauty of, of a, of a trial and a tragedy. Right. Dare I say it's the beauty of it, but. Well, one thing, one thing that I believe too, is that, um, God picks his toughest warriors. And I, I, I don't consider myself a survivor. I, I've, I feel like I'm a warrior. I'm a thriver. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this situation, it was able to have a shift change impact whenever I took what my trial and my tribulation and be able to impact others. Mm. Like as far as, like I said, the social media awareness with breast cancer. Yeah. Um, and I've been invited to places to speak um, about just my experience and what I've gone through. The other crazy thing is just because the people that have shown up for me through this time, 
most of those parents or friends, a lot of my parent, my friends' parents have dealt with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so they know how to like show up yeah. and be there for them. And not only that, it's also helped me to just build strong relationships because go through something like this, you're going to know who's going to be in it with I know, you. That's for sure. Yeah. So what are some things that you want our listeners to walk away from? Well, I think the biggest thing, and I know that we've been breaking it down with acronyms, like Mm -hmm. either shift or change. Yeah. And I feel like um, I I led with shift. Okay. So I said, starting off with the S is shift to purpose. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just like as far as what's the the main purpose? Um, Have a vision with end in mind. Mm -hmm. So like- Whenever I found out that I had breast cancer, like I said earlier, I didn't say, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, I was like, what's next? You didn't think of the end as the grave. Right. You were like, what's next? What are we going to do with this? So next we're going to the oncologist. Yeah. Then after that, we're going to go do a surgery. Yeah. Then after that, we're going to do this. I think it wasn't until after all that that I actually was like, oh, my gosh, I had breast cancer. Oh, yeah. But- because I was on the what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, I increase your faith. I've sat with numerous women that have had breast cancer, younger, older, whatever. And they have all said, I couldn't have done this without God. Yeah. And I don't know anybody that could go through something so close to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm a miracle. Because of yes. my relationship yes. with God, you know? So increase your faith. I have a question. Have you helped other people increase their faith in the breast cancer community who maybe have been short on it? Heck yes. I have, girl, I've made people that are non-believers, believers. Come on. They've been like, hold on. So you just had a... Surgery, and after you had that surgery, <laughs> all your cancer has been removed. Yep. And after that, you're just walking around and just they're like, "What?" And they'd be like, "I don't believe in God, but I'm gonna tell you, you make me want to believe in Him." Wow. And that lets me know itself that this is all about God in this. Yeah. It's not, and it's increasing the faith of people that never even believed in him. Yeah. And so I feel like me going through what I went through is to let people know miracles are real. I didn't have to go through chemo. I didn't have to go through radiation. You want to know why? I increased my faith. Wow. And I said, no chemo, no radiation. The oncologist looked at me like I was crazy. Like, no, usually people go through chemo radiation after. And I was like, That's true. I said, but you don't know my God. Mm-hmm. You don't know who I, I said, no chemo. I even made a rap song. Remember I used to go around, no chemo, no radiation, uh, no chemo, uh, no radiation, uh. no chemo. And I used to just <laughs> walk around. And then when I finally got that, everybody was like, are you serious? I was 0.5 away on my radiation to get radiation. Yeah, I remember that. 0.5. If I was over 0.5, I would have had to get radiation. You're a miracle. I'm a miracle. You can't tell me. You got to increase your faith. Yes. The other one is fuel your strength. How do you do that? Um, 
I'm not gonna lie. I feel like you kind of have it. It it ties to the next point that I'm gonna get to. Okay, so the next point is track down your tribe. All right, and I feel like with the target, you track them down, girl. <laughs> Take it, you know, bounty woo, hunter. I'm hey, you mine. But I feel like the only way that you have to surround yourself around certain people. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say it's important to have a tribe. And in having a tribe, you have to surround yourself with positive, um, like in like the end of end game. Like we we gonna we're gonna do this. I remember you were like, we in this together. Yes. And I don't know why, but I feel like you like took that to heart. You got like a tattoo on your like chest and was like, I have a tramp stamp. Oh, okay, okay. I, I knew I'm it was just something. Kidding, Mom. I don't have a tramp stamp. <laughs> she didn't. I promise she didn't. <laughs> But I don't know. It was like I in that moment going through those trials and tribulations, like I wouldn't have been able to do it. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I had some down times, right? Yeah. And but there would be days I'd be like, Monica, I just I ain't feeling it. And you'd be like, Did you get that podcast that I sent you? I would send did you, you a podcast. Did you get those the scripture mm-hmm. that I sent you? Mm-hmm. Did so I feel like you need to have the that tribe around you to Fuel your strength. It's an accountability. It is. So it's like having those people that are just going to be right there with you and holding you accountable. And I love it. Well, I think for me, it was um, it was a scripture verse that I took from Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it talked about how that we need to get inventive in loving and encouraging each other. Right. And how we need to, that when trials happen, we need to actually pull together yeah. and we need to surround each other. And, and it actually says not pull away like other people do. Right. Um, and we need to keep doing it until Jesus comes. Come on. And so what I grabbed from that scripture was we, we got to be in this together. We have to. And so I just made you a shirt and called us a girl gang. We had a girl gang. And, you know, and I didn't you, give you us- celebrated every single win. Every single win. Yes. They wouldn't let me have a bell. Oh, yes. I remember that. And I was sad. And you said- You were real sad. I was very sad. Well, because the rule is, and maybe we can talk to the breast council. The breast- Cancer (laughs) council. Cancer council. Yeah, I don't know. That apparently you can only ring a bell if If you've had chemo or radiation. Yes. Well, what about the people who Who didn't didn't have have to to. go through that and they want to ring a bell? Right. And I wanted to ring a bell. So I let you ring your own bell. And I still got my bell. Uh Uh-huh. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. My bell. Ring-a-ling-a-ling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have that bell? Heck yes, I got okay. that bell. Girl, ring it all the time. Because I'd be like, no chemo, no radiation, no chemo. Be- that was an expensive bell from oh, Amazon. Oh, baby, I love that bell. I just bell. want you to know that. I love that bell. All right, where can people find you? So, people can find me at my Instagram, at Mrs. Whitney Hill. Um, also, you can email me at Hill at gmail.com. Your girl's going to be getting a blog coming soon. Come on. So I can talk about Let's this breast cancer it. stuff. I can be in this together. We can help people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I totally love what you're doing through this. I Thanks love that you me. are 
um, taking what looked like could have been a sucky shift. Right. And you're changing it around for good. Come on. And you are just doing amazing things through telling your story. Yeah. And I think we need more people to tell their story. Well, that is it for this episode of the Shift Changer podcast. Um, My hope, you guys, is that as you listen, you're awakened to the reality that shift happens (laughs) and you get the opportunity to be the change. Until next time. Ciao. Ciao.